Good Monday morning. This is Matt Hodell with the Bastards of Art Podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. My name is Matt Hodell. This is a podcast where I'm basically trying to get people to be the best versions of themselves, to not let good stand in the way of great, to make sure that every day that you wake up, you realize that you're worth something, that your art is worth something. Like my buddy Billy says, never apologize for your art. Just go out there, do it. Don't care about, you know, who you're putting yourself up against. You know, the only person that matters is you. When you're in competition with others, you get bitter. When you're in competition with yourself, you get better. So now that that is out of the way and you understand what I'm trying to do here, I had, um, you know, I'm trying to get some requests uh, from listeners, people who do listen to the podcast, and I think I have a worthy one. Um, Like I said, in this podcast, we're jumping back and forth between art world and tattoo world because I do tattoo. That's what I do for a living. I've been doing it for 25 years. I own a shop called Ragtime Tattoo in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's, um, you know, I try to make a healthy atmosphere here. Uh, You know, I can be guilty of my own bullshit, I guess, but uh, I'm still learning. I'm still in the process of learning. I've made mistakes, Um, but I do have some good examples of some bad examples in my history of working for other people. And that's where we get to the topic of today. Uh, I got an email, actually it was a text message from a listener and his, his, uh, his text message said, Matt, here's an idea for a topic. How to navigate a toxic work environment in a tattoo shop. Egos, drug, booze, general bad attitudes in tat shops. Perfect. I've been there and I've done that. If you've been tattooing any amount of time, you know exactly what this text message is referring to. Here's what I want to address with this. It takes two to tango. There's toxic people and there's toxic relationships. And so anytime you're involved in in a situation that is just not good mentally for you, not a good healthy situation to be in, you always have to ask yourself, what roles am I playing in this situation? How do I, how can I, uh, how can I better this by looking at myself and doing an honest inventory of, of like how I'm contributing to, to this negative situation? Um, with that, I have found a web page that basically says signs that you're in a toxic relationship and there's a big long list and I'll go through some of them. And while we do this, let's reflect how we definitely can recognize that we're in a bad relationship because other people are doing this to us. But number two, check yourself. If you're doing some of these things, then maybe you're just as much to blame as the other people. And I get it, man. You get in these especially machismo fucking environments like tattooing can be and you get kind of like wrapped up in the in 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 the banter but sometimes the banter goes a little bit too far i'm totally guilty of it i'm totally guilty of you know getting frustrated and lashing out of people that are aren't aren't necessarily my problem uh so let's go ahead and get started with this list let's see here okay so the the web page was warning signs of an emotionally abusive relationship Right at the top of the list, it says humiliating or embarrassing you. Uh, Number two, constant put downs. Number three, hyper criticism. Number four, refusing to communicate. Number five, ignoring or excluding you. Number six, um, use use of sarcasm and unpleasant tone of voice. Uh, Next is unreasonable jealousy. Next extreme moodiness mean jokes or constantly making fun of you i think that kind of gets covered with constant put downs but i don't know i don't know 
saying things like, if you don't blank, I will blank. Uh, domination and control, withdrawal of affection, guilt trips, uh, making everything your fault, isolating you from your friends and your family. I don't know how, maybe tattoo shops do that. I think they do that. Uh, I think you could say they do that by like telling you you have to work every Saturday of your life. I think that's pretty much bullshit, but uh, using money to control. All right, let's go back through these really quick and let's talk about the ones that really popped out at me and then you can kind of think about what you're doing on this list and what you know, you're experiencing at the shop you're working at or a shop you've worked at in the past. So we're going to recognize these really quick because we're going to basically use this list as a way to say, if I ever open up a shop or if I do have a shop, I want to remember what a good example of a bad example is. We want to take situations we were been in, not let those define who we are, but also when we have the chance to make things better, are we repeating what we know, the behaviors that we've learned? Are we doing our best to rise above that and come up with some healthy behaviors ourselves so that we can create a better atmosphere? Now, I don't think that in any way, shape or form, you're gonna find a tattoo shop that is, is like the most awesome, um, everyone, never, no one ever fights, no one ever gets mad at each other. I mean, that just doesn't happen, you know? Tattooing is not the hotbed of mental health. It is not the place to go find, you know, the people who are, uh, you know, got their shit together, so to speak. Tattooing has always been kind of a place where, you know, all of us broken toys kind of gather together. But in doing so, we got to make sure that we don't break each other even, fur even further, all right? Uh, constant put downs, humility, humiliating or embarrassing you. Um, let's see. Let's just do like things that I do that uh, I probably need to work on. Constant put downs. All right. I joke. I goof around. I I like banter. I like goofing. You know. Um, I do have to know who my audience is and who I am having banter with and understand that there's always a line that can go too far. I know that there's people that I work with that uh, we we healthy banter one way and someone else in the shop I definitely cannot talk to the same way because it just doesn't come across the same. There's a saying, a joke is only funny if the other person laughs. So if you're goofing around with one person and everything's fine, don't expect that same uh, goofing and banter and 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 you know silliness to work on someone else and have it come across as well you know ryan likes it when i do it why don't you like it when i do it you know there's something wrong with you no man you just got to remember that every relationship's different all right um refusing to communicate <sighs> do i do that i think i definitely go into a hole but it's basically because sometimes not saying anything is better than saying something I'm going to regret. So if I refuse to communicate, I definitely am basically trying to figure out what I should be saying instead of just blurting it out. They say there's a second reaction after every first reaction. I think that's kind of what I do. Um, maybe I'm wrong. All right. Uh, ignoring or excluding you. Uh, I try not to do this, but I also let people have their space. I don't necessarily... You know, and especially in, in, in the shop I work at now, it's hard to, you know, everyone's going their different directions. So it's not like we're this crazy team who, you know, we open the doors every morning and we attack uh, the clients as they come in and we, and we work as a team to make sure everyone gets the best service. We don't, everyone's running their own game here. So 
uh, I don't really think I'm ignoring people. I think I'm trying to let them be themselves and not really get into their shit too much. Um, if anything, I'd probably be guilty of like trying to include too many people into my ideas. That's probably more me. Um, let's see. Use of sarcasm and unpleasant tone of voice. All right. My wife will tell you that when I talk slowly and I'm trying to choose my words wisely, it sounds very condescending. Just like what I did there. Now, to me, that's just me like my brain making sure it doesn't think faster than my mouth. So I talk a little slower. But my wife says I sound like an asshole. So it's something I'm trying to work on. Um, I don't know. I, I get bummed when, when people think I'm being too condescending and I'm just trying to like focus and, and my focus gets broken and I have to address something that I'm not really ready to address. And so I'm trying to explain to somebody something that I'm not really in the mindset to talk about. So it comes out as really condescending and I kind of, whatever, I'm sorry about that. Extreme moodiness. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Extreme moodiness towards other people or extreme moodiness just in general. I'm probably pretty moody in general. Um, my energy level and my mood swings and what I'm into, they do go up and down. Uh, because of that, I do try to keep to myself to, to, to minimize that side effect on other people. Uh, so yeah, I apologize to anyone if I'm really a little too moody. Um, unreasonable jealousy. Now, I don't think I'm a super jealous person. Um, but I have worked at shops where it was like, why are you hanging out with that person? What do you want to work there? You want to get a job there? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And you know, you get, you got to get, I remember, especially in the early days, you know, there was that like, you know, why are you talking to that shop? What are you trying to get a job there? You know, that, that, you know, or in tattooing, here's the other one. Like if you want to open up your own shop, oh my God, the jealousy comes in. What are you doing? You're going to open your own shop? Blah, blah, blah. Who do you think you are opening your own shop? I don't know. Probably the same guy you thought you were when you opened up your own shop, jackass. But so that one's kind of, that one's kind of fucking funny to me. All right. Mean jokes are constantly making fun of you. Now, yes, I have done this. There is a, a guy, I, I can think of this guy exactly. I could not stand this guy. I did not know why he was hired. I did not know why he was working with us. And so because I didn't have the power to be like, dude, you don't get it. You don't, you don't, you don't fit in here, blah, 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 blah. I took it upon myself to constantly rail on this dude um, until he quit. And I do kind of feel bad about it. And I hope that one day I could talk to him again and apologize. Um, but yeah, I've done that. I've, I've done, I've totally done that. I've totally like kind of singled a person out and been like, just fucked with them all the time. And, you know, I think it makes for a kind of a funny story at times. But then other times when you really think about it, it's not that funny, you know. But whatever. I mean, I think that... I think tattooing used to be somewhat of a tribe. And you were either in or you were out. And you vetted people by how thick a skin they had. I don't know if that's really necessary anymore. Because tattooing is definitely more of a business without an HR department. And so a lot of things get said and done that necessarily weren't appropriate and don't really help the bigger picture. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, domination and control. Um, man, if I do that, I'm, I'm ignorant to it. I don't... Okay, so I probably am controlling. I probably micromanage too much. I probably don't sit back and let just things happen. So I am probably, probably guilty of being controlling. Um, dominating... Dude, I'm 6'3". I'm like 270 pounds right now. I just walk in the room and people 
kind of get, you know, bummed out by me. So when I, especially like when I, when I'm, when I'm dealing with a new client, I always like to sit down and talk to them instead of like stand up and be like on top of them because it, you know, it definitely can, can intimidate people. So I don't want to be, let me just say this. I don't know if I'm dominating, but I definitely don't want to be intimidating. So, uh, that is, that is something I do think about a lot. I am actively thinking about how dominant I am being uh, with other people. Um, withdrawal of affection. I don't know. I think that goes back to what I said before about just wanting to be about myself. Guilt trips. Oh my God. This is how I was taught to be in a relationship was, was guilt trips. So breaking out of that, um, behavior is like super, like so ingrained in me. It's like my, it's probably why, you know, I try to wait for that second reaction because guilt trips, dude, I love throwing in little punches. Like, yeah, it's cool, man. I only spent 500 bucks on, you know, fixing everything around here. So what the fuck, you know, what's another 500 bucks? I mean, I know I'm not I'm not try I just don't have a way I just don't communicate well enough when I'm when I should and so when I miss my opportunities to communicate I end up throwing them out there as if like don't you know don't you know how hard this is for me and, and the reality is you know I put myself in this position you know I put myself in a position where you know I agreed to do something you can't bitch about something that you agreed to do so I don't know, maybe there's another way to look at that, but that's guilt tripping. Oh my God, that is so, that is so, you know, what your parents did to you and shit like that. I don't know if your parents did that, but, you know, definitely like I felt a lot of guilt growing up. So it's a part of me. I don't want it to be, I'm, I'm actively working on that one. Sorry, everyone. Um, making everything your fault. I don't know. Isolating you from friends and family. I, I definitely don't do that to people at work here. But I have worked at shops that are like that. Like I even had a guy tell me, um, you know, that, you know, he basically tried to, he basically tried to tell me how I should be married, you know? And that was kind of like a, a total, like, go fuck yourself, you know? Like this dude already had two, two divorces under his belt and he wanted to tell me about how to be married. You know, it's like, okay, I don't know. Maybe my marriage would work better if I wasn't fucking here all the time, you know? So whatever, using money to control, dude. I probably, I prob, I don't think, I don't know. I do remind people a lot about money. I do not try to be controlling. I do want people to have a healthy, um, I, I do want people to have a healthy relationship with money, how they make it, what they do with it, um, what they can, you know, what they can achieve with money, what they can do to basically try to try to retire. Tattooing isn't really known for a good retirement plan. So I talk about money a lot, um, but I have worked at shops where I was like, where are you going to make this kind of money? And like at, at the time I was young and dumb and I, and I didn't really know um, much about money. I knew that if you put $300 in my hand, that seemed like a lot. But now I know that when you put $300 cash in my hand, X amount goes to taxes, X amount goes to um you know, my supplies and, and by, by the time it's all done, said and done, uh, the overhead that it actually took me to, to work at a shop where I was making a percentage, uh, I didn't really have as much money as I thought I did. I, I mean, I, a lot of money passed through my hands, but I didn't get to keep all of it. So yeah, using money to control. That's definitely, that's definitely one that gets used in tattooing a lot. I think let's go through the top ones. 
Um, constant put downs, good one. Hypercriticism is a good one. Um, ignoring you, um, unreasonable jealousy, uh, dominating and control, guilt trips, everything's your fault, using money to control. I think if you've got at least two of these or three of these checked off that I just read, the ones I just read just now, man, you might be thinking, uh, what is this worth? Do not stay in a shop for the carrot on the stick. Look, man, there's like a million shops out there now. And if you're really doing what I say in this podcast and you're becoming a product and you stop, you know, doing everything for the shop, there's there's a point in time where, yeah, you do stuff for the shop, but then eventually you have to ask, what is the shop going to do for you? So if you're if you're like experiencing this negative, negative bullshit, then man, tell them to fucking kick rocks and, you know, jump up and get the fuck out of there, man. There's no reason for it anymore. It's not like, you know, in the old days where where are you going to go work at? There's two shops in town. You're going to go work for the shop that you've been making fun of for the last three years? You know, no, you have to move out of town. It's not like you have to move anymore. You literally just pack up your little station and go to another shop and open up again. There's no reason to be working in shops like that anymore. So the only thing that I didn't address in this one is something that I don't really have the credentials to even speak about. Um, It's... The sexual harassment and the, and the bullshit you got to deal with uh, being in a shop, um, and I and what I'm talking about is young women who maybe naively, maybe not naively. There is no there is no excuse for it, uh, but they're they're given apprenticeships, but the entire time they're getting fucked with, and it's kind of a whole carrot on the stick thing. Like they've got to eat so much crow. And thinking it might be worth all the crow they eat. Because they don't have to work here forever. They just need to learn how to tattoo. And then they can go on their merry way. But in order to do through that. The, 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 the What they have to run through. The bullshit they have to deal with. In order to get an apprenticeship. Um, and this is above and beyond. Uh, just banter and harassment. And goofiness that I talked about before. Things that I might have an experience with. In, in my early days. Uh, but this is just. You know completely uncalled for. And. Uh, really is an environment that you wouldn't want to spend any time with in anyway. So I think that, you know, the best way to handle that subject is to really say that um, if you're a girl and you're in an environment that is just, you just don't generally feel safe in, just get the fuck out. It just ain't worth it. There's no amount of tattooing that it's going to be worth um, getting dealt with like a piece of meat or a piece of garbage. So... That is a topic that uh, I would rather just bring someone uh, else on the show and have them talk about their experiences and what they had to deal with and basically give women the um, courage that they already have to walk away from some bullshit. But uh, that being said, look, man, tattooing isn't perfect. It's not going to be perfect. The only way it's going to ever even start to get more healthy as a, as a culture and as an environment is to speak up uh, Become the role model that you wished someone had been for you to reach out to these younger people and be like, look, I know you've only been tattooing for six months. It doesn't have to be this way. You know, if you're if you're experiencing some bullshit, you know, the best, the worst thing to do is to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, you think you got it tough. Look what I fucking went through. Like that does fucking dick for nobody. So, you know, I don't I don't I don't get behind that type of shit at all. Um, look, one day, motherfuckers, you guys are going to need a job. And all those people you've been shitting on, they're going to have successful businesses because they're treating tattooing more professionally than you are. And then when your ass broke and you need to go fucking ask these people for a job that you, you know, basically 
um, dominated your attitude over for all these years. You know what they're going to tell you? That's right. They're going to tell you to kick some fucking rocks and eat shit, you know? So keep that in mind as you get older and all these fucking people that you're treating like shit, you know, try to, try to do your best to be the best version of yourself that, you know, the world meant you to be. Um, so I guess, you know, to answer a, a short text message, that's, that's, uh, that's your answer. You know, how do you, how do you navigate a toxic environment, a toxic workplace? Um, you know, obviously you can, you know, get the fuck out. Uh, and if that's not an option, you know, just work on yourself, work on being the best, best version of yourself. That's, that's the answer. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I hope that helps. Anyway, my name is Matt Hodell. This is the Bastards of Art Podcast. I appreciate you listening. If you have more topics you want to hear about or just my bullshit opinions, uh, go ahead and uh, text me, email me, whatever. My web address is uh, www.matthodelltattoo.com. And you can find the podcast uh, on SoundCloud Stitcher. Go to the webpage. Just Google it. Um, leave a review on the iTunes so that uh, more people can find it. I appreciate everyone. Thank you very much.